Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. A happy Labor Day weekend. And we are brought to you by rockauto.com. That's right rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car or truck will ever 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 need rockauto.com all right let's get to it we're going to hear from the head coach ron rivera after saturday's cut down and deadline as he met with the media and reporters about Alex Smith, about wide receivers, about the running back group, about everything uh, in between and all the decisions facing this football team and why they did what they did. In case you missed it over the weekend, Washington, of course, along with the other NFL teams, cutting down to 53 on Saturday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. They kept Alex Smith on the active list on the 53 did not put him in any way on IR and there were two different options there. They did put Reuben Foster on IR and that means he is done for the year because they put him on the pre 53 IR list, not the post 53 IR list, which is new and only supposedly for this year. And as well, they kept seven, all seven of their draft picks in 2020, plus an undrafted player in Isaiah Wright. And David Botta, the NFL's international pathway program player, actually made the practice squad. So he was released to get down to 53 on Saturday, but then signed back on the practice squad on Sunday. Speaking of the practice squad, as the team gets ready uh, for... The Philadelphia Eagles, as you know, there's a 16-man practice squad across the league. That's way, 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 way up from years past because of COVID, because of everything going on. The Washington football team actually is going to be able to have 17 players. Because of Bada, the International Pathway Program player, he does not count as one of the 16 spots. So meaning he can stay with the team and he can continue practicing. He can ultimately be promoted to the 53 or somebody else could take him and sign him to their 53. But the Washington football team specifically can have 17 players on their team. Now, David Botta, Jordan Brailford, Tony Brown, a wide receiver they just received last week. Veteran corner Aaron Colvin, which is interesting that nobody really wanted him and that Washington was able to get rid of. I thought he was going to be on the 53-man roster, to be honest with you. Instead, Washington took Danny Johnson and Greg Stroman. I expected Stroman. I wasn't sure about Johnson. I thought Colvin actually was a little bit better, but they obviously felt differently. Guard, Joshua Garnett, who they also just signed a couple of weeks ago, former first-round pick. Hale Hentges is back. Steven Montez, your fourth quarterback in the building, is on the practice squad. Jared Norris, a guy who I thought maybe make the 53 with Reuben Foster going on IR, got squeezed out there, but he does come back to the practice squad. Nate Orchard as well. Donald Payne, who was released on early Saturday morning. Ross Pierschbacher. Jeremy Reeves, a safety, 
and Cam Sims. And again, that's your 13 players. As of Monday afternoon, Washington can add four more. Now, supposedly they were working out a couple of guys this weekend, but with COVID protocols and all that stuff, you got to kind of wait for a couple of days. So that's why they're only signing back 13 right now. Uh, And they'll fill out that roster within a day or two. But for right now, as we record this Monday, um, Labor Day Monday, late morning, early afternoon, that's why you have those 13 names. So that Ron Rivera did not, of course, speak to because he last spoke on Saturday. Just so you guys know, the team had a light workout uh, on Sunday and had Monday off and they will practice uh, with the extra day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So they're choosing to go a little bit of a different route instead of getting into a normal regular season routine. Now, we should also caution you, just because normally teams take Tuesday off, that doesn't always mean it's going to be like that. As a matter of fact, the old Redskins did this one year where they gave Monday uh, to the players completely off, and Tuesday was a work day. Whereas most teams do it Tuesday off day, Monday work day. And, you know, Monday kind of depends on, you know, some, a lot of teams give victory Monday off. A lot of teams, you know, you got to come in for treatment. Apparently, there's going to be a new rule that is implemented that apparently, unless you're receiving treatment, which is many, uh, on a Monday, apparently you can't come into the building. So that may be a part of this thought process that Mondays will be a day off anyway, except for, again, players receiving treatment. And then Tuesdays will be film review and meetings and maybe, you know, a light lift or or workout or whatever. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday are your three main practice days. So look out for that uh, as we go through the week here leading up to the season opener against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, so one other news item that came out. Uh, Sunday was the Outside the Lines franchise and crisis special. I didn't really think ESPN added much to it other than video interviews uh, with Megan Imbert, uh, who is a friend of mine, colleague, Alicia Klein, um, and the other two, um, Rachel Engelson and... um, you know, and, and, and the foursome that came forward in the Washington Post. So I didn't really think they added much to it. As a matter of fact, they didn't really add anything at all. But they had strong audio commentary from Michael Wilbon. They also had a three-panel discussion between Jason Reed, who used to cover the Washington team for the Washington Post, and who I worked with uh, at, it, at the old... E- ESPN 980, Kimberly Martin, who is uh, now with ESPN, who was with the Washington Post, was with Yahoo, uh, really only covered the football team maybe for one season. I don't even know if she was here for a full season. I'm not sure. And Kevin Blackstone. So they didn't really have a whole lot. They did have a new interview with Jason Wright. The most interesting thing that I took from that is Jason Wright said immediately he recognized how terrible their HR situation was, which is to say they didn't have one. Um, They had a chief financial officer acting as their HR guy. It is part of the problem. They never have had one. Dan Snyder believes that HR is not important. Well, now he realizes it's important. 
So they're fixing that. So that was the most important thing to come out of that. All right. So that is the news up to date as far as we can tell. Uh, Again, here late Monday morning, early Monday afternoon, Labor Day, as we record this. Coming up next on the Locked On Washington football team podcast is head coach Ron Rivera. He explains why Alex Smith was on the 53-man roster, what they liked about what he said, and what they liked about what he did. That's next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. And guys, once again, we'll tell you about our friends from rockauto.com. So some of you might be, as the weather turns from summer into more fall, you might be sprucing up your car. You might be starting to think about winterizing your car, although it's a little bit early. You might still be thinking about getting it taken care of, cleaned up, polished, whatever. New rugs, new carpets, new windshield wipers, what new headlights, maybe change your oil, whatever you have to do to maintain your car. Well, here's how you can do it at rockauto.com. We tell you about rockauto.com all the time. You can get major parts, you can get minor parts. Whatever you need from your own couch, from your phone, from your kitchen table, from your bed, from your office, wherever you might be, rockauto.com is not going to charge you the auto part superstar prices, superstore prices. They're going to charge you the lowest prices available, and they're going to take care of you because they don't have the overhead that those big auto part super stores have. They're not going to give a discount to mechanics and friends of theirs that they aren't going to give to you. They're going to treat you right at rockauto.com. And when you go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car truck. You write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Right out to head coach Ron Rivera. We'll hear as much of his Saturday Saturday press conference after the initial cut down to 53 before the practice squad additions were made. So you might hear a reference to that. But again, this is important because he talks about why Alex Smith made the 53-man roster. Well, there were a couple things that happened last week that, that I found real interesting as, as we were talking about what our plan would be with Alex. And, you know, in each each of those sessions – you know, that we had, you could see the progress, you could see him developing. Uh, but the one thing you really didn't know was his, his, his mental state of mind, where he was. Um, and we sat down with him, myself, uh, Kenny Zampezi and um, Scott Turner, and he was very passionate about wanting the opportunity to play again, very passionate about making this football team. And that really stood out to me because it really just showed that mentally, I, I think he's passed the hurdle. Um, you know, I, I've talked to the doctors, I've, 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 you know, his doctors that, you know, the, that, that he worked with, the surgeons, the, the people that he had talked, he had worked with uh, from the military. I mean, and, and, and our doctors and, and everybody was very positive about where he was physically. Um, and to me, you know, the mental aspect was answered the other day when he was very passionate about it, about believing in himself, you know, because you could see him do things, you could see the progression. But, um, you know, always in the back of your mind, you always wonder about the, the mental aspect, you know, how is he going to be with it? And I just, I loved his response. I loved the way he went at us about wanting to do specific things. And um, you guys didn't get to see it, but we threw him right into the middle of the fire uh, the last two days of practice. He, he, he handled all the 11-on-11 uh, drills for the, uh, 
for the backups and for the um, practice squad stuff or the practice team stuff. So he, he just, we got right in the middle. People were flying all over the place and he just stood tall. So um, that was probably the biggest hurdle, I think, for me personally, I wanted to see. And, and, and just watching him do that was really kind of a cool deal because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fired up for what he can be and, and hopefully we can continue to progress too. And this gives him a chance to continue to work on the football movements that he's got to, he's got to get back, you know, because again, he's still rusty. You still see it, you know, and that's the honest part about it. And, and that's the beauty of having uh, both Kenny and Scott in that conversation was they could tell them, Hey, you know, there are some things that still look a little rusty that we got to work on. So uh, it was a very positive situation. Um, and I think it really helped give some clarity. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's the short term IR this year, but, everything fine with that you know he's not going to go on ir for the time being after the 53 man or no yeah. no he's not he's not um he, he's in a good he's in a good place right now we're in a good place as a football team so i'm happy with what we've done to that point that you're saying he got thrown into the fire does that mean he has been he was he contacted has he been cleared for contact yet oh yeah oh yeah he, he's been he was that's the only reason we we we, we activated him was he was cleared completely and and, and then that was part of the process that we were going through and evaluating him and getting a chance to watch him um, but the thing that I wanted to see was exactly how much did he want. And when we sat down and talked and he was very passionate about it, you know, that, that kind of helped clear some things in my mind that, you know, that he believes he's ready to play. So, you know, if, if the opportunity comes down the line, who knows? But uh, I do know this, he's, 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 he's working, he's, he's in the middle of everything. And, you know, we're going to continue to go forward with him and, and our football team. And just to sort of drill down that a little bit more, so he's clear to con for contact. Obviously, quarterbacks typically don't take contact during camp, but he's in an unusual circumstance. Do you anticipate him taking contact this week or leading it before the regular season starts? Well, hopefully he doesn't. Uh, I hope none of our quarterbacks get any contact during practices. Um, I mean, that's one of those things. If it happens, it happens. And that's, I guess, part of the thing that, that you worry about. You know, is that, you know, quarterbacks go in there and, and some of them get, you know, they get shy and, and they don't stand tall and they, they kind of pull out or they make bad throws because of, he stood tall. You know, guys were all over the place and, and he stood tall and delivered, you know, delivered some good balls, some good passes. So, um, you know, to me, that was one of the things that I, I guess I was looking to see because I, I kept watching, kept saying, guys, just standing tall and guys are all over the place, falling in front of him, falling behind him, bumping him. I guess another step in the direction. Just go ahead and clarify. So if the situation arises in the game against Philly and you need to put him in, you're comfortable putting him in? Yeah, yeah. Cool. You guys released Sean Davis. I know that was somebody you had high hopes for yep. at safety. Uh, I would imagine you're, you're excited about the young guys you've got. Um, can you maybe break down that decision? Well, you know, both Troy Apke and, and, and uh, Cameron Curl, the Shazer Everett, I mean, th those three young guys really had good camps. It's, it's really not necessarily sorry, what, what Sean didn't do as much as how much those guys had progressed. I mean, um, I will be up front. I, I really liked um, Troy coming in and when he was when he was drafted. When I was in Carolina, Marty Herney and I, we liked him a lot. Marty had actually gone to watch his workout at, at Penn State, and he's a guy that we, you know, we, we, were, we were targeting, and, you know, he got, he got drafted here. Um, so, we, you know, we, I kind of followed his career. You know, there's certain guys that you watch, you kind of follow. I kind of followed him. Obviously, we played against you guys last year. Um, and got a chance to watch him on tape and pay attention to it. And then watching him lately, you really see that growth. Uh, Cameron Curl's a, a guy that was brought to our attention during the draft, a guy that, you know, when you're doing your evals, he's got the nice size, he's got the nice length. Um, but he progressed. Every day he seemed to get better. And, you know, we just kept saying, God, he's got a high ceiling. We think this young man's not even scratching it yet. So we were excited. And then DeShazer, um, you know, who's, 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 a, uh, who's a, 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 a special teams ace. I mean, you, you want those types of guys around. 
and he's a very smart, very bright young man. So we felt really good about the, pro the progress of those three guys. And, you know, and, and, and we had a number of injuries, you know, some concerns still on our, on our, on our secondary and our cornerback position that I don't know if you noticed, but we opted to keep six corners. So, um, you know, that's kind of where we are as well. And um, I wanted to ask about the receiver group. You only kept five wideouts. Is, is that something you plan on sticking with or, or, or is that something you'll be watching pretty closely here in the, over the next few days? Well, we'll watch it the next few days, you know, but we also like the guys that we have kept at running back because um, there's some f uh, position flex with those guys. You know, uh, again, Antonio Gibson's uh, background, um, J.D. McKissick's background, you know, if we had in a situation we know J.D. could play the slot. Um, if something else came, came up, we know that Antonio could go out and play the Z, Z or the X as well, um, you know, because we cross-trained both those guys at some point during camp, and, and, and they did the things that we needed just in case we get into an emergency. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that we felt comfortable, but we're most certainly going to check out and see what's happening. And then Sadiq Charles, any thought of IR there? It's, he hasn't done much yet. No, he was running around yesterday. looked pretty good. Uh, we'll see how he is come uh, tomorrow. Um, and uh, he'll be out. Um, you know, we're going to do a light workout uh, with the guys, uh, and then they'll be off tomorrow, and they'll be off Monday. Thank you, and thank you for having this done at 4 p.m. Oh, okay, cool. You know there was a race. <laughs> Sean will fill you in. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Ron, um, you were talking the other day about wanting to keep guys for character reasons and whatnot. Yep. I mean, some of these moves today, how many of them maybe in your mind were you needed to keep this guy for a character reason? Um, honestly, um, everybody we, we let go was a high character young man. To be honest. That's how I felt about him. I really did. To a man, the way they responded, we sat down, we talked, they came in. All these young men that we let go today um, could have easily stayed. Uh, because of their character, because of their personality, because of who they are as young men, to be honest with you. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's how I felt about that group of guys. Um, it's, um, you know, I, I've been cut. I know what it feels like. And so this is never one of my favorite days. Yesterday was one of the harder days I've had as well. So, um, you know, I mean, the, the, uh, as I look at the list right here, I mean, all these guys are guys that could make our, could have made our, our, our team on, um, and under certain circumstances, you know, one of the things I told the guys, the hard thing to do was really judge because we didn't have four preseason games to grade anybody off of, um, you know, and, 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 and the way I understand it last year, one of the stars of camp was Steven Sims. Young man came out, showed that he had, he had return ability, made some plays with the ball in his hands. And next thing you know, he climbed the charts. Well, unfortunately, a lot of these guys didn't get those opportunities to, to show us what they really could do. And that's the hard part. Um, you know, because I told the guys, I said, you know, we can judge you off of the tape out there, but it's, there, there's nothing like the actual action of the game. So, you know, that was the hard part. Um, but as far as character goes, I, I liked all these guys. I, I really did. The, the way we finished up um, this year with, with, with the guys that we had, we had no issues, you know. And we were fortunate we didn't have anybody, um, you know, have anybody get any, um, you know, we didn't have any COVID situations with, the, with these guys once we got started. Yeah, after your first camp at Carolina, you wound up with a lot of guys who were going to be your core guys, you know, that you built with there. I mean, is there a thought when you look at this today, I mean, you, you've got your roster, like some of these are my building block guys. These, these might be yes. the next five year guys, six year guys. Yes, absolutely. And that's the one thing some of these young guys got to understand, you know, you, you might be a backup right now. You might be splitting time right now, but the hope is that you're a core guy that you're going to develop and show us, you know, um, I talked to a couple of young guys today that were, they were talking about, Oh, well, you know, we're, we're going to be splitting time. And, you know, they, they were kind of, wishy-washy on splitting time. I said, look, the only reason we're splitting time is we don't know. 
So we've got four games, in my mind, these first four games to really tell us what we have. We're going to move a lot of guys around. We're going to play a lot of different combinations of people. So, you know, you guys are going to see that. But, you know, that's all part of the process we have to go through to find out which 11 guys should be on the field at that time. So I told that to a few of the guys that came in, and, um, you know, that made the team that I talked with today. I said, guys, you, you got to understand, you know, we're going to rotate. We're going to roll. We're going to switch. You know, we're going to work different groups of guys to find out who's our best 11. And a lot of these young guys are guys that I'm hoping are the guys that step up, that ascend, may not ascend in the first few games, but they may ascend as the season goes. And those are the guys that you're going to start saying, okay, this is a cornerstone. This guy's a cornerstone in that position. This guy's a cornerstone on defense. And you're going to start building around it and knowing that we've got to get these guys signed for the future in a few years. Um, you know, because I will say this, if you go back and look at the team I had in Carolina, our biggest problem was after 2015, 2016, we got old. Um, and, and this is a young group. This really is. And it's an exciting young group. And, and that's like I told you guys, big part of the reason why I decided to come here was because of the fact that there's a lot of good, young, talented football players that just don't know yet. And we've got to teach them. All right. That is the first part of head coach Ron Rivera coming up the final part of head coach Ron Rivera right here on the locked on Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. All right, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading and always sharing. Please, please, please continue to download and share. If you know a Washington football fan, if you know an NFL fan, we've got lots of podcasts for you. Uh, LockedOnPodcast.com and, of course, download any of our podcasts across the National Football League and across the sports landscape, both college and pro where you download this Locked on Washington football team podcast on your favorite podcast provider. All right, right out to the rest of Ron Rivera here on LOWFT. Hey, Ron, is it disappointing to take Ruben Foster off Pup and then end up having to put him on IR just a couple weeks later? And and what did you see from him during it is because, you know, he was he was ascending very quickly. Things were coming back and he kind of plateaued. And, and that was the thing that we were concerned with, you know, and and it's one of those things where you have to continue to work out and, and get stronger and stronger. He just hadn't reached that, that point. So we wanted to say, look, we're going to put you back on our get you back into your rehab program and work it. See what happens. You know, um, I, I know, you know, in, in Dallas, they had success with it. Um, here we had limited success. Uh, and again, he worked so hard. He worked his butt off. And again, you know, this guy is a former first rounder that's got the skill set. We saw some of those flashes, but we didn't see it consistently just because, again, he's recovering from a, from a pretty significant injury. And then as a follow up, there are some rumors of Ryan Anderson maybe being floated in trade talks. Did that ever enter your mind, or was that was Ryan always going to be on your 53? No, Ryan's on our 53. He's a, he's a young man that had a good camp. You know, we, we've got some specific things for him to use his skill set. Um, he's a guy that I enjoy having around. I, I love his, his physical nature. That's one of the exciting things to watch about Ryan. But, yeah, those things are being floated. They float about everybody. Hey, Ron, to that point, uh, defensive end is obviously a place you have a lot of talent here. Uh, you know, but you, you keep five defensive ends, including James Smith-Williams. Could you kind of break down that, that decision, making that math of that position? Position flex. I don't know if you guys saw, but James played the five, the nine, the three, the seven, and the one. Um, he's a guy that we can move inside if we had to. If we got into a situation where we're down a defensive tackle that week, we can move James in and have him practice that position. 
you know, if we have something happen with one of our DNs, we can put him outside and have him be a DN. That was a big reason for, for, for that move with the young man um, because he gives you position flex. And then uh, with the offensive line, keeping 10 offensive linemen, you talked about the importance of depth there. How do you feel about this position group and kind of how did that come together? I like this position group. I really do. I think, you know, I think it's, it's a good solid group. You know, we kept 10 because we didn't want to expose any of those 10 guys. We just, you know, we, we feel that if we did, we could potentially lose them. Um, but the 10 guys are, 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 are you know, guys that, that – for the most part, they can they can all start for us. Obviously, that's that's how we feel about them. We also you know have to have a plan just in case because you know we're going to make sure we're doing the social distancing, we're doing the things the right because the right way because of the contact tracing, so that you have to have a big room, but you've got to be able to spread that room out so that these guys you know they they they, they keep their distance, they they follow the protocols because you know if you lose your you know you lose your right side or your left side, you you've got to have guys you can plug in and you can play with and protect your quarterback. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ron, when was the – with Alex Smith, how skeptical were you of what he might be able to do before training camp? And when was the first time you thought, wow, he really has a chance here to get back on that roster? Well, I was skeptical to begin with. Um, but the more and more I learned about his situation, the more and more I learned about his recovery um, and talked about those things with, with, with medical personnel – the more I began to understand. And then as I started to watch him, you know, and, and didn't see a lot of residual, you know, uh, you know, one of the things you always, we always watch is guy works really hard. You see how he recovers the next day, works hard, recovers the next day. And that was one of the things we paid attention with Alex. And we never got into a position where we, we felt we had to give him a long period off. And so, which is always a good thing. So he just continued to work and show us what he was capable of. And like I said, the biggest thing for me was really just seeing how passionate what he was about, hey, I want to get out there. I want to, you know, I, I want to take that chance. Uh, I feel good about who I am. I feel good about my recovery. Um, and and I'm, I'm rounding into football shape. So that was, a, that was a very positive meeting, like I said, for me personally. And then with, with the practice squad the way it is, were there some guys that you were able to keep on the active roster because you do have flexibility, even with the practice squad, you know, and what you can do on game days and everything. Was there, were there, did that, how did that affect your decision making? Well, there, there are some guys that, that you could have. I mean, you could argue for, for, for swapping a couple of these guys out. Um, but I think the big thing, more so than anything else, really, is, is because of the flexibility, you know, it does allow you to do certain things, certain elements. So it also allows you to go out and look, you know, see who else is out there. Um, because of that, and, and, and if you can convince them to come join your team on, on the practice squad, then you feel pretty good about that. Thank you. We'll take three more guys. Hey, Ron, can you walk us through the decision when it's, as it relates to Danny Johnson, what you all and the coaching staff saw from him? We see Aaron Colvin get released, and I believe it was about a week ago you said that Colvin was in the top five with the cornerback room. Yep. So can you just walk us through yep. the decision there? Well, you know, he was having a good, good, a good, good run of it, Aaron. Um, he got nicked and, and, and kind of fell, you know, fell behind. Um, the one thing we noticed about Danny was he just, he just kept ascending, kept ascending. Um, now he got nicked as well, but when he came back, he hit the ground running and just kept playing. And, and he had a really good stretch there. Um, you know, and again, like I said, the hard part is you don't have any video. I mean, any, any game tape to watch because we didn't play any games. Um, so we had to go off on, on pretty much what we were seeing. Um, and, and, and again, knowing, you know, the fact Danny was here last year and, 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 and he's, you know, he's a guy that is familiar and comfortable uh, with his teammates. You said the last two days that we haven't been able to see, but that Alex Smith has taken the primary reps with the backup. Is that any indication in this backup battle at all? Or is no. that practice? No, that was practice. That was, the, that was really to see. That was really the, 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 the you know, the last chance 
for us to really take one hard look. And, and, and he really, like I said, the, the passion in which he, we talked and, and, and you could see it, you just, you really got the sense. And I, and I thought to myself, you know, we, we got to really just cut him loose 100% and see. And I thought he responded very well. We had, you know, we had a couple of um, extended and extra periods, uh, which allowed us even more time to really, you know, break it down and, and look at it. Um, and as I said, it was really good to have, um, you know, Scott and Kenny in there and, 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 you know, give me the opportunity to visit with them and talk about what we were seeing and making sure it was, it's what we needed to see to go forward. How valuable is Alex Smith to the other quarterbacks in the room and, and really the rest of the offense in general, just having him there? Well, it, it's, it's, I think, first of all, for the quarterbacks, he's a great sounding board for all those guys. One of the things that I really did appreciate was the way he treated each one of those young guys. Um, you know, he treated him as if he was somebody that he was mentoring. You know, you could see him put his arm around Dwayne, explain certain things. And, hey, did you see this when you first came out? Hey, this is where you need to throw the ball. You know, I thought he and Kyle had a really good rapport. And then watching him with Steven Montez was, was really cool because, you know, Steven's, Steven's just a big kid. And, and right now he's following everybody. But when Alex spoke, you could see Steven really zero in on what Alex had to say. Um, as a team, you know, to have a guy like that with his story, I think it just represents to me but the guy's got to understand how important it is to, to work hard, to work towards your dream, towards what you want. And that's going to do it for us right here on this Labor Day Monday edition brought to you by rockauto.com. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us back again after the Washington football team returns to practice and gets ready for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll have plenty of coverage on that throughout the week. I'm Chris Russell. Adios.